Welcome to another day with Jesus. Here, a desire is to help you walk with Jesus, learn from His Word and receive from His Spirit. And now, here's a special podcast for you. Hey friends, greetings to you in Jesus' precious name. Welcome to this brand new Saturday morning. I hope that you've been having a great time this entire week and all the podcasts has been a blessing to you. I am back from Africa this week. Uh, I am in Mumbai uh, and uh, God bless our ministry in Africa. Thank you so much for praying. Thank you for your support. All of you who financially are supporting the ministry in Africa, may God bless you so much, especially if you'd like to uh, sow uh, specifically into the ministry in Africa, do write to us and we will tell you how to do it, how to go about with it. And uh, we'd love to have you be part of what God is doing in Africa. Right now, God is opening up doors to at least four more nations in Africa. And we are waiting for God to send the resources for the same and for God to tell us when is the right time. And we're about to go in and see uh, and, and make sure that God's plan for those nations, for those cities, for those families, those churches, those individuals are made known to them. And I thank you for your partnership, for standing with us, for uh, believing in, in what we are doing in Revived Nations and even back home at Bangalore Revival Center. In fact, this week we'll be ministering in the Ablaze Conferences in Mumbai. Do keep that in prayers uh, if you can. And if you're free, do join us for one of the conferences. We'll be having the conferences in Thane, Mumbai and Navi Mumbai. So where, whichever place is closest to you, do stop in and we'd love to have you uh, be part of the meetings. And this morning I have my dear friend Ajin Abraham. She's about to leave uh, to Canada uh, in the next couple of weeks. And I thought I should just catch up with her before she goes and get her back on the interview. I have done a previous podcast with her uh, some time ago. I think we spoke about reading. We spoke about, uh, you know, the importance of memorizing scriptures and all those things. And it was a very healthy conversation that we had had. Uh, so I thought we'll catch up again. In fact, you can uh, find the link to the previous podcast in this in the post below. Um, or go to the website and go listen to the previous podcast as well. Uh, but here we are, Ajin is back on the podcast and welcome Ajin, thank you for uh, agreeing to do this and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me Priji, it's um, really wonderful to spend time with a dear friend again and you're right, I think it was um, probably around two years ago where we uh, did this for the first time. Um, and it was a freewheeling chat. I think I've put up the uh, link to the conversation on my blog as well. So thanks for uh, having me again. It's, it's always a joy to have conversations with you every time that I come here and, and we catch up and we talk on all these amazing stuff. Um, you know, how uh, the stuff that you have learned and you have experienced and you have uh, been learning through your reading, through your exposure. Uh, it's so amazing to hear your perspective to life, your perspective to uh, various things. And uh, one of the one of my favorite things about you is your willingness to give yourself to reading. And you know that's that's been 
um, that's of course a great habit for people to pick up on so some of the what are some of the books that you're reading at the moment if you'd like to just give a glimpse so one of the uh, books that i've uh, very recently picked up is uh, called the scars that have shaped me um it's written by a wonderful woman called uh, her name is uh, vanita uh, risner um she's an indian she was born um, in chennai and um, she was um, struck by polio um, after a time when polio was more or less eradicated so this is a woman who's essentially seen pain and suffering all through her life um and i think this book is uh, speaking to me particularly at this juncture in life you know um because i resonate with a lot of what she is saying um to me a lot of the times i wonder and i'm sure many um other christians do as well you know when we read of all of these promises that god makes um sometimes they just seem like intellectual arguments um and they don't really strike you at the heart level this is a person who's actually gone beyond the words and really experienced god um in a minute by minute hour by hour kind of style um so that's something that i want to emulate you know i want to go beyond uh, everything that i know mentally about god um and really experience him as a person who is deeply concerned with uh, all of my thoughts and uh, all of my emotions that's called shaping your the scars that have shaped me so, sorry the scars that have shaped me uh that's amazing we'll leave a link for that book uh, in this post and so so tell me about this what do you think about this recent uh, passing away of nabil qureshi you know you because you already brought up that topic uh, what do you think uh, you know i'm sure that many people are asking this question as to hey uh, why didn't god heal him god had the power to heal him it would have worked really well if god would have healed him it would have been a great testimony to a lot of uh, the muslim uh, community out there for them to know that god is you know really working through jesus then why didn't god really heal him in in you know we were talking about this and what is your perspective on uh, on on what happened to him and god bless his family and we're praying for his family but but what is your thoughts on the same You know that's a great question. In fact, I was um, ever since Nabil Qureshi was first diagnosed over a year ago. Um and since then he's actually been uh, posting, you know, his experiences and his journey um until very close to the point that he uh, passed away. I've actually gone back and revisited, you know, some of his videos and um I find them so compelling because uh, they're so full of um trust, peace, but also there is a lot of real um pain and hurt and doubt um and they don't have to be you know contradictory or um um opposite to the way that we experience god in our lives i mean sure we trust god sure we hope with all of our hearts that god will come through for us but even if he doesn't you know our um proclamation has to be that lord we will trust you anyway we will love you anyway and i think that is his legacy um not that he did not receive the kind of human miracle that all of us hoped for but that through his life you know god will raise so many others who will go back through the uh, painful details of his journey um and find the kind of hope that uh, nothing else would probably give them so i i don't think i have the answer to why god did not heal nabil qureshi i think the correct answer is that um you know god did in a sense 
God most certainly uh, healed uh, Nabil Qureshi. But I think he served his uh, mission while here on the earth. And like uh, Ravi Zachariah said, you know, he lived more or less to the exact time that uh, Jesus lived here on the earth as well. Um, what I am completely amazed by is the fact um, that his daughter, uh, his two-year-old daughter, is someday going to look back at the uh, life and the legacy that her father left for her. Um, and I don't think that there could ever be a greater testimony to uh, the worth that God places on his children um, than how he walks with us in our suffering. Um, so although Nabil Qureshi did not receive his healing here on earth, I think he's um, sort of, you know, probably pulled so many others out of their own deepest depths of misery and suffering um, in a very real way that mere words would never be able to do. I, I completely agree and I completely stand with that. Uh, that's that's That was such a painful thing to know his passing away and to be part of that journey. Uh, sometimes we have to come to that place of, you know, absolute trust in God, even in the midst of the suffering and the pain that we go through. Uh, what are some of the lessons that you have personally learned? Uh, you know, you've gone through so many ups and downs uh, over your last so many years, especially you know, now that you're going to be transitioning into a different phase of life, mm, you're moving into a new place. It's going to be completely new, completely different. Uh, what are some of the places where uh, trusting God was difficult and, and how did you manage to continue to really trust God even in, in those times? Just personally speaking, your personal experiences. I don't think I, you know, can be a perfect example of um, how one is supposed to walk with God despite uh, pain and suffering um, and doubt, frankly. But what I've come to realize is that it's not just those, um, you know, moments of extreme lows that you experience in your life uh, that sort of challenge your faith and trust in God. But I also think that you know, once things have settled, it's just the monotony and the drudgery of daily living that can just sometimes, you know, make it difficult for you to go on. You think that, you know, God is no longer working in your life. Things have been quiet for such a long time. Um, and you begin to wonder if there really is a plan behind all of the external madness that you see. That I find to be, you know, extremely challenging. Um, I don't want to minimize the real pain and suffering that Christians all over the world undergo. I mean, so many of our Christian brothers and sisters are paying such a deep price. They're paying the, they're paying the ultimate price for their faith with their own lives. Um, but you know, when you do not have that kind of challenge on a daily basis, when you're not called to lay down your life on a daily basis, there is also a different kind of risk because you begin to take your faith for granted and um, you actually do not see any evidence of God's hand work in your life unless you are very careful. So for me right now, it's mostly to remind myself, you know, not so much to look for new instruction or new direction, but just to remind myself of the goodness of God, to remind myself that, you know, God is an ever-present help in trouble. I mean, I may not see the kind of manifestations that I want to. Um, I would much rather see lightning and thunder. Uh, and a miraculous deliverance, but um, I think God has a different way of working. There are things that He, you know, smooths out, uh, softens the edges of our character, and I think that is the kind of work that God is doing on me right now. 
that's 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 good to hear and uh, with this transition to to move to canada um i'm i'm sure you have a lot of questions a lot of challenges as to okay wait what does god want me to do once i'm there and you know not not everything is clear right now uh but i'm sure one of the biggest questions in your mind would be where do i ch- go to church you know what community do i be part of uh and uh, what what are some of the things that you would be looking for when you uh, move and when you want to look for a church what are some of the things that you will be constantly on the lookout for so i have been an over planner all my life um i sort of you know schedule um, every hour of every day for the first time in my life more or less i'm sort of you know um going without a very fixed rigid plan in my mind i am going to go there because i sense that there is a leading of god um a certain plan that he has for me i'm not really sure as to what it is entirely uh but my gut feel is that um god is only going to reveal it to me one day at a time so i'm going to get there and um ask god and allow him to show me the places that he wants me to be at um as to what church that i would want to go to i think i would love to go to um the kind of church that i have been a part of here um in mumbai i've been raised in this church and what i find here is a perfect uh, blend well i shouldn't say perfect but um we we try to be perfect i mean we aim for perfection right as children of god um there's a good mix of community solid doctrine um and a lot of practical living out of the uh, christian faith through the rough and tumbles of everyday life that's what i would want to um find um in a church even when i go there um what i have discovered is that churches many times swing to one or the other extreme either there is an overemphasis on personal relationships to the um point of completely neglecting doctrine or altogether or sometimes there is so much emphasis on scholarship and um, you know hard hitting theology that uh, we lose the uh, person behind uh, the pain you know um so what i'm really looking for is a balance um, not a church that is perfect by any means but um, a place where i would uh, really be valuable and where i can actually employ all of my skills um and be of service to god and to his people that, that that's that's good you know some most most times um we find the we find or go to the wrong place because we are only looking for one thing not uh, the entirety not the wholesome we are not looking for a balance and uh, lack of balance can really uh, cause us to uh you know just focus on one thing and be an out of proportionate structure i i like i like your perspective to uh, the church and uh, you know the kind of church that you want to be part of uh what about what about your personal friendships your relationships uh do you do you do you feel that wait you know i'm leaving a lot of them behind and you know it's going to be a complete start over or it's going to be a you know a new season new people uh, new relationships to be formed uh you know are you a social person or, you know what are those things how how do these changes affect your personal relationships but well, i think mostly because it's not really really sunk in i think it'll only uh, hit me uh, for reals 
you know once i board the flight but i think i don't you know have that sense of um, loss because i sort of think that you know there is uh, something out there waiting for me um and of course i'll miss the people you know that are back home but i don't get the sense yet that i'm leaving them behind um once there i think you know i um do want to cultivate good relationships long lasting relationships i'm the kind of person who you know uh goes deep um i don't uh, make a lot of friends um but the ones that i have i tend to hold on to them for years and years um and you would know yeah. you know we've known each other for um, a long time now exactly so uh, what i'm looking to do is create those uh, meaningful relationships absolutely um but at the same time i think i genuinely like people listening to their stories and connecting with people irrespective of their station in life um so i think i want to make a lot of those uh, connections and bonds as well um and um, actually spend time investing in people um it's something that i think that um, i want to do at this particular stage in my life so so when you when you say investing in people in what ways like in uh, you know personally spiritually uh, you know wh- what can what can i do to like for example many a times we think that it's only the pastors and the full time ministers so called who ha- who are called to invest into other people um, when when you cultivate relationships and you look for opportunities to invest into people in what ways are you looking to invest into them and what do you do uh, to invest into other people um, i think you know we've once um, spoken on a somewhat similar topic um it's basically the fact that i do not really see a distinction between the secular and the spiritual um you know while we think that uh, christians are called to witness at their work place um work itself can be an act of worship so if you excel um at your work um work at everything as if you were working for the lord i think it's a great testimony um to the cause of christ so professionally i think you know i do want to um invest in people in the sense that i want to um give them guidance share my experiences um and help them blossom into a good excellent working professionals i do want to leave that kind of an impact um that kind of an imprint um on people uh, that i work with um spiritually i have a lot of desire to um you know study deeply from the word of god and to share and articulate those experiences in a way that is uh, practical relatable um and easy to understand um i have been doing that on and off over the last um, few months but i think i want to do more of that um and find out um and discover rather that it is uh, something that will help people because i think that you know there are many people like me right i mean they're not full time ministers but uh, they want to find ways of being true to the gospel um and uh, living faith in a practical realistic god honoring way so i want to be uh, an example um in this area that that's amazing and and you've been writing for a while uh, for i think a long time now and your writing has been inspirational uh do you plan to write more often i i know for a fact that you 
have a plan to start a podcast soon so i'm just going to put you on the spot and ask you right here uh, when are you going to start your podcast <laughs> actually my next blog post is going to be um why i have decided to write more <laughs> but i do think that you know i do want to uh, write more um, on more diverse topics usually i find that you know there are these thoughts that come flooding into my head but i don't really take the time to write them um, it's also i think a lot of self doubt because i'm not really sure or how how much of a difference that might make to uh, somebody but i think you know even if it doesn't even if it you know doesn't cause someone's life to dramatically change i think just sharing my experiences is actually very cathartic for me as well uh, it clarifies a lot of things in my own head um as for the podcast we shall see <laughs> i i am a podcast man i have been uh, persuading so many leaders so many pastors to go podcasting go podcasting and i enjoy doing these podcasts and i i i like uh, i i would definitely love to see you do podcasting of your own uh, some day or the other uh, but but all the best for you for this for the next phase of your life we'll we'll continue to pray for you uh, con- on conclusion is there any thoughts that you would like to just uh, throw across to the young people that are listening uh those who have dreams ambitions desires to to probably excel in their life or even to you know serve god whatever in, in any concluding thoughts for them i would just leave you with what i uh, referenced um earlier um work at everything as if you were doing it for the lord you know um don't make these compartments and distinctions in your life uh and don't be different um in one place versus the other um whoever sees you they have to see a full representation of the gospel that you proclaim it's not going to be perfect not by a long shot um but the good thing is that god is gracious and compassionate and so understanding um nothing about your personality startles or puzzles god you know he knows why you react the way you do um secondly what i would say is always be honest i mean even if you're lamenting even if you're going through a very hard and challenging time in your life um don't talk about god to everybody else rather just even if you have doubts they have they could be very raw bitter emotions take them directly to god um you know you find jeremiah habakkuk and job you know directly um talking to god they didn't shy away from their uh, emotions and they didn't try to couch it or mask it in eloquent language they took it directly to god and i think lastly what i would say is uh, don't let the ordinariness of daily life um you know bury you because that is also a real challenge um you know you get so lost in the um details of everyday life uh, you know you go to work and you come back home and uh, your soul is getting chipped away a little by little every day if it's not growing if it's not being nourished if it's not being well fed um every single day you're actually declining so what i would say is take a moment um periodically during the day and reflect on what are the things that most occupy your mind if you find that they are not the same things um that god would want you thinking about see they could be problems but then uh, unless god is part of your thinking um irrespective of whatever it is you're going through they could be very very ordinary silly minuscule things but if you find that god is really not part of your thinking in a profound way 
um, it should give you reason to stop, reconsider, reevaluate, and reorient yourself toward God. Uh, that that's that's an excellent word right there. Thank you so much, Ajin, for giving us this time and to come on this podcast. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, what's the best way? What's your website? Um, Ajin, let me see if I can get this right. I think it is ajinabraham.org. Um, the best way to contact me is maybe to just give me a call. Uh, I'm not a very uh, tech-savvy person. Um, but yes, I think, um, you know, people can find me on my blog and um, send me an email. I like to hear from people. Um, and it actually is very encouraging when someone tells me that, you know, something that I've written has sort of stayed back uh, with them. That's amazing. I'll leave the links for your blog and uh, for your website on the post. Thank you so much, guys, for joining along this morning. I hope this conversation was a blessing to you. If you could just take a moment to share this with your friends who could also enjoy this conversation, please go ahead and do that. And I will catch up with you next week on the Monday. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed and encouraged with these words. For more information or to connect with us, please visit pastorpriji.com.